Welcome everyone to this amazing brand new Bolt from the Blue podcast and uh, we're here to talk about the game against Arsenal. Now Pep had billed this as the Premier League final and of course as per usual after the game he's backtracking and <laughs> talking about uh, the brilliance of, the, of, of our next opponents. But anyway, before we get stuck into this game, let's welcome the, the two guys that we've got and that you would expect. First of all, Bernard. Bernard, how are you doing? I'm absolutely wonderful, mate. I've got a new song for Arsenal. Was It used to be 1-0 to the Arsenal, didn't it? It's 1-4 to the Arsenal now. 1-4 to the Arsenal. Hey, <laughs> we, couldn't, we couldn't have asked for much more, guys, could we, last night? I think that was... <laughs> Brilliant performance and we put that big guy walking around our ground doing his Churchillian speech before the game. We put him we put him well in his place. No, no, what was that all about? What was that about, Ray? Robbie from Arsenal Fan TV or AFTV as they call themselves now. He did at least a couple of videos talking about you know, he, he had he had some music in the background as well. So he started <laughs> off talking, I love it. He says, Wherever you are in the world, whether you're in Scotland, Wales, England, or Ireland. Uh, whether you're in Africa, well, uh, hang on, you're talking about countries and suddenly now you move on to continents or Asia, wherever you are. And he talks about belief and then the music starts in the background and building up and all that. And as people said, like Patrick said, um, it's it's his Martin Luther King speech and I think Bernard said the Churchill speech. Honestly, I'm, I'm trying to really keep this clean. Who the hell does he think he is? You know, and they got stuffed, absolutely stuffed. These guys, most of them, they were all Arteta out two years ago, even last year, after the first four, three, four games, it was Arteta out. And now, you know, this season, because Arsenal have been doing really well, it's a, a, a Arteta loving. And now again, they're going back, oh, no spine, it's Arteta's fault. I mean, what bunch of asses. Yes, indeed. Um, I think people, viewers will remember that famous line from Troops from um, AFTV when uh, when they hired Arteta, you know, the, the feelings were so negative. He, he famously said, we have just hired the bloke what puts out tones for Pep. It just shows you things change. Uh, okay, guys. Well, anyway, let's get into this game. But I'm going to go to Bernard now. I'm going to bet, given that Nathan uh, Ake was out injured, I'm betting you got 11 out of 11 this time. <laughs> well, I never, I never, I never understand Pep. I was looking, I was looking at that team. I must have looked at it three times, thinking, who's, who's going to play left back? Is he going to bring Bernardo back into that? idea which he did have obviously a few games back where he brought Bernardo over to the left hand side I thought Bernardo against uh, Saka and I thought what the hell is he doing but he's a bloody genius mate isn't he I mean I, I automatically stuck Laporte in there because he's left footed that's my mm-hmm. basic knowledge of football tactics but Pep doesn't think like that that's why Pep's paid the big bucks that's why he's so successful and that's why even though we can critique him from time to time is a bleeding genius. I mean, a kanji, a kanji. What a performance at, at left back! It, it, it was amazing. I'm not saying Saka was on fire last night, but I mean, he's gone from Aki to a kanji having him in his pocket. It, it's just unbelievable. So yes, I got ten right because I, I'd put Laporte in there. I didn't realise uh, what Pep was going to do. So I, I'm happy with that. But Pep is a genius. That was a very difficult uh, positional um, prediction to make, though, Ray, wasn't it? Anybody who got a kanji to play at left back is a liar. No way. No way. Not in a month of Sundays. Any way you looked at that, any different options and permutations you would have come up with, nobody would have had a kanji at left back. Not even me. Okay. Let's have a quick look at um, uh, the champions elect and their their lineup. So we had Ramsdale. We had uh, Ben White. We had uh, Rob Holding. I think this is the first time I've actually ever seen Rob Holding. 
At first, I thought I was looking at Odegaard, but actually, he's got one of those Alice bands and everything. Uh, Gabriel, we've got Zinchenko, of course. He came in for quite a bit of flack from the Arsenal fans on AFTV after this game. Thomas Partey, uh, Xhaka, Odegaard, Saka, Martinelli, and our very own or former man, Gabriel Jesus. It's, I, I, love, I love the commentators when they go Xhaka to Saka to Xhaka to Saka. So much for the infantile humour. Okay, so off we go. And uh, the first five minutes was pretty interesting. What I thought was a nailed-on penalty, turned down, and a goal. So it was an absolute stonewaller. And it was on, it was Ke- Kevin De Bruyne. And the reason the ref uh, waved away the penalty shout was because he assumed that De Bruyne had um, kicked the player. He came across, uh, stuck two feet in front of the on-running De Bruyne, who was through on goal. Kev lined up for the shot, took a swing. The player stuck it both legs in front and then rolled away, claiming that he had been kicked, and the referee bought it. And I just think it was a case where the ref didn't want to give a penalty that soon. Mm. Of course, all of this was rendered academic a few minutes later. But yeah, I mean, was, obviously, we're, we're talking the referee called Mr. Oliver as well, who, who obviously it's all about him, isn't yeah, it? Let's right. be honest about it. So he didn't want to do anything like that that early in a, a big game, if you if you like. So I think, Mike, you're going on to now the seventh minute now, aren't we? When obviously, yeah, if you remember the, the Emirates game, we, we changed tack, didn't we, in the second half we started going long and trying to hit balls to Hal and up the middle and stuff like this and and we did it to a lesser extent last night but it was certainly very uh works really well when we did it and obviously in the, on seven minutes I think it was Walker hit the long ball and yeah I mean Ireland isn't the greatest I mean I compared him to Niall Quinn on my thing today where Niall Quinn could would hold a ball, shield it, and do all the stuff that a big, big centre forward could do. Ireland's perhaps learning that he's not, he's not the greatest at it, but he did very, very well last night. And obviously, he did this last night. He received the ball from Walker and a great little, uh, little cute turnaround to, to KDB. Who, and again, I likened him to one of these yaya runs that he tends, he tends to do, where he powers on, and you just know he's only got one thing on his mind. He's, he's going to get into that box or get near the. Box and un- unleash a shot and, and he sort of double tapped it didn't you know that double tapping snook where he hit it and hit it twice it's, and whether he, I, I don't think he did it deliberately particularly but at one stage it took that little double tap I'll, I'll say he did it deliberately I'll be kind to him and that just sort of took him past the defender and created that little bit of space uh, and to me, behind the goal, I thought the goalie was going to get to it. I was, I was surprised when he went into the goal. But, uh, yeah, it was smartly hit. And, obviously, Ramsdale's a big lad. He couldn't get down quick enough. And uh, fantastic. 1-0 after seven minutes, the sort of start we wanted. Ray, I seem to remember um, when Dortmund came to to the Etihad a couple of seasons ago, when they were raving all that. I think the, the game when they were talking all about Jude Bellingham being 17 again and again and again. I think he did something similar, uh, like a, a kind of li- little round-the-corner pass. I think he has got that in his in his armory. It seems to be getting better. Well, I'll tell you what um, I really enjoyed about Han's performance yesterday, apart from the fact he missed all those chances. Um, anyway, <laughs> criticism for that. But the one thing was his hold-up play, his control was so much better. I've, I've criticised him in the past with justification that he's not got a good first touch. He doesn't hold the ball up when it's played up to him. Uh, and it just really just bounces off him. And, and But last night, 
you know, the balls were been you know launched him. Was that that the one Stones launched? Hmm. And he controlled it, bang, spot on. And then he rolled it off to KDB. He was brilliant. Um, no, so so many of the players were brilliant last night, but particularly players. Praise, obviously, for Haaland and, and KDB. But Haaland, a fantastic performance. He doesn't just score goals. He's got seven assists this season, which uh, uh, you might not believe this. It's as many as Paul Scholes got in his best season of assists. Seven. Haaland's got already. How did you see it going after uh, after that, uh, Bernard? I think both managers were throwing semaphore shapes from the uh, from the touchline. For me, it was a, a succession of, of close-run things. In that before before we talk about the second goal, but a lot of chances went begging. That's yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it is. I don't remember Edison having to make a save. I don't remember it. Obviously, it was up the other end to us, but I certainly don't remember. It was all the little bullet points I got here are all little things involving City, where you know Bernardo should have perhaps done a, a little bit uh, better on the shot. Um, uh, about 22 minutes. Uh, even a can, even a Kanji had a, had a goal, didn't he? Down and sort of ran out of ideas when he got near the box. But it was all City, Ireland, and De Bruyne. He sent De Bruyne away, didn't he? Again, down uh, down the middle, and uh, White somehow got his got his body in the way. I, I think KDB sort of missed it a little bit. He didn't quite get hold of it. And then he tried to get it back out to Ireland. But it, it was all one way traffic, basically. I, you know, it, it was a matter of how many we could score. And uh, as we missed the chance after chance, of course, uh, Ramsdale making some good saves. He, he made a he, he made a good save from Harlan where he just blasted it with his left foot from the edge of the box on about half an hour. Uh, and that was it. It was it was bad. It was poor finishing, sort of, by Ireland, where he had a couple of great chances. He had one he whizzed past the post. Uh, good saves from Ramsdale, and a little bit unlucky with the bounce of a ball. But you know, you you began to worry as he got towards half time that we really need to put another chance away at least. Uh, one nil's never very good, and of course, Arsenal. Uh, we thought we're never going to be this ba- as bad in the second half as as under the pressure as they were in the first. So. Yeah, we we did tend to worry a little bit, but it was chance after chance for City and say ha- Harland had his fair share. And yeah, but approaching half time, I was a little bit worried. We were one nil up and we were controlling it, but it's never safe, is it? At one nil, and Arsenal are not a bad. They're not top of the league because they're crap. They're, they're top of the league because they're not a bad team, and they, they're going to have moments. And you just knew the second half, in theory, uh, they would come out, but obviously it didn't happen like that because I think the Reds went down a little bit losing that goal, but we'll talk about that, obviously. One thing that was very encouraging, Ray, was City were pressing furiously and they kept that up. They didn't really take their foot off the gas too much. Although this was an uh, incredible performance. All the commentators, uh, you know, you and the pundits and whatever, and the journalists have to turn around and say, City were awesome last night. I'm reminded of what Gary Neville said a few months ago. He said, was it in January? He said, when he's been asked many times who's going to win the league, he said, City. Because he said, after half the season, City haven't turned up yet, basically. They will go through a phase where they're going to be basically awesome. They were. Right now, City are awesome. We play anybody, we beat anybody. Nobody could can live with us at the moment when we're on top form. We are quite comfortably, I think, the best team in the world. It's just turning up in every game and being on top form. But, you know, we we, we were uh, tremendously good last night. And Arsenal, pressure, we wonder that, I mean, you know, if we'd gone in four or five nil up at half time, I don't think anybody would have complained, you know. And we'd have said we'd got our just desserts. You know, Haaland missed 
chance after chance. I think in the whole, did he miss about three or four good good chances? The one he put past, oh, past, yeah. past the post, I thought that was going in. Um, I, I don't know how he missed that. As, as Bernard has already said, Ramsdale made some good saves, one with his legs. And I think, to be honest, Haaland should have got a trick last night. He should have got a trick. Um, and actually, the one he did score was, uh, I think the goalie should have saved that as well, but that was uh, yeah, obviously at the end of the game. Um, but we, we were we were miles miles clear. The golfing class is huge. It's just a shame that we weren't on it earlier in the season and Arsenal were flying. And I, I've said all the time, Arsenal will have a blip. They will have a blip at some points, and this is their blip. Three points in four games. Right now, we've just got to keep our foot down, keep winning games. Yeah, Bernard, I mean, um, just coming up to the, um, the halftime whistle, I think a lot of City fans were, were kind of uh, disappointed at, at only having a one-goal uh, return for really complete dominance. Arsenal were pretty much shell-shocked, you know, looking forward to the whistle. But we got another one, but not after a quite long VAR check. Uh, tell us about this one, uh, Bernard. Yeah, well, the actual build-up to the goal, I think Ireland won the free kick uh, in the first place. And, of course, um, old uh, Mr Stones, who's got about three songs now, I think, we, we sing about him. He's doing very, very well for one of our City boys. Uh, De Bruyne, just a great crop. Stone, the proverbial salmon job, wasn't it, at that back post? And yeah, it went in. Now I, I always, even though it doesn't mean much, I always look at the Lionel anyway. I always check what the Lionel's doing. And every, while everyone was jumping up around me, I sort of just pointed to the linesman and said, "Oh well." And the body language on the pitch initially, uh, you did feel that yeah, he's probably offside because you could tell a lot from the players how they line up, how they react. And although we had no idea at the ground what was going on, we did not know eventually it was a VAR check, but we had no idea. And the first thing happened, it, the longer it went on. The, the the box in the corner where the guys are doing the commentary, I think obviously they're going to get the information and the, the lines first before we are. And some fans were watching it from outside looking in. And then obviously someone got a message that it was a goal. And obviously even before we were told it was a goal, obviously the, the crowd started, a little cheer started to build up and uh, it was 2-0. All right, I hate VAR, I mean, but obviously when it goes for you like that after such a... a uh, you know, you just assume it's not a goal. It, 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 it It's great. But as I said, uh, if we didn't have VAR, it would have been disallowed, as simple as that. So we, we got that one correctly. Uh, but uh, yeah, again, when you're in the ground, it's a bit confusing. Um, but uh, hey, to, to get that second goal at that stage, that's really not the stuffing out of, of Arsenal. Yeah, I mean, the, the City commentator, Alistair Mann, I think it is, he said, oh, straight away, uh, offside, he said, uh, and basically he said, quite clearly offside. <laughs> you, when you look at the body, you look at when you look down the line, you've seen John Stones' body miles ahead of the Arsenal player. But and as John Stones himself said afterwards, he was watching it um, on on a, on a mobile phone. He, he said, the longer it went on, he said, I thought it was offside, but the longer it went on, I thought maybe there's something here. And even though most of his body was in front of the Arsenal player, the Arsenal player's toes, he's Little pinky or whatever was just ahead of John Stones. And uh, yeah, Bernard said, absolutely not the stuffing out of Arsenal. And regardless that they came back against Southampton uh, the week before, you know, we're not Southampton. We're not bottom of the table. This is City. 
and City do something. We do it different uh, up, up in Manchester, and there's no way, really, that Arsenal will come back from this. Yeah, now the aforementioned uh, Arsenal player that Ray was referring to was Ben White. And Ben White was an interesting character in this game. Now, if you don't know much, I think most people who don't take an interest will will remember the fact that he was um, sent home from the England uh, World Cup uh, squad. There was nice political talk about it being for personal reasons, but Apparently, to people in the know, it was because he got into fights with with certain squad members. Now, about three minutes, three to four minutes after that goal, just on the on the touch of half time, he kicked off against uh, Diaz, and uh, Diaz took a swipe at him. There was almost a fight, and of course, we might talk about this a little bit later. But he tried the same thing again with Phil Foden right at the very end of the game. So I don't know whether it's the sound of that whistle that sets Ben White off, but it certainly seemed like it. And anyway, we were a bit more satisfied uh, with that uh, score. The, the Arsenal fans were like, there were lots of shots of them, you know, crying tears of frustration. The City went in 2-0 up, and uh, that's pretty much. Anything else about the first half, guys? Were, did you see signs of that Holland, uh, Kevin De Bruyne sort of uh, oh, telescope? Telegraphic, I guess is the right word. Telegraphic uh, relationship. Do, were there signs of that? Did you see that coming? They're brilliant, aren't they? I mean, go on, Ray. Sorry. Oh, no, go ahead, Bernard. Please. Uh, no, I'm just, I'm just saying. I mean, it's there, isn't it? I mean, like, we know KDB's abilities. We know Ireland's abilities. So you stick them together. It's not telepathic. It's it's just it's good football. It's just quality football. It's getting in the right positions, doing the right things at the right times. Uh, KDB is a genius at it. He's probably most people are saying he's perhaps on his a little bit of a downward slope now uh, in his career. But he's certainly certainly don't don't say that to Kevin this season. He's outstanding at the moment. He's fit. He's he's brilliant. He never stops. He, you know, you can see him playing. Even though at times he does look a bit tired, he keeps going for 90, 95 minutes, however long he is. Stick Ireland with him, who's getting in the right positions at the right times, and it, it it was it was bound to be it was bound to be a success, and it's it's proving so between them. Yeah, and uh, there were there were more uh, sort of glimpses of it. Just thirteen seconds after the forty-five minute mark uh, into the second half, Haaland flicks on for De Bruyne. Looks like there's going to be a screamer here, but unfortunately, uh, Ray, I don't know if you saw this one, but he just uh, took a fresh air kick. Uh, if he had made, made contact, it would have been amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was just uh, as as uh, I think we we felt the wind up our up up on the south stand. He just because uh, it would have been a cracker. It would have been a brilliant start to the second half, and uh, you just assumed it was going to make contact, and, and it would have been three 0 But uh, we had to wait a few more minutes. We did uh, a couple of minutes later. After that, I think, guys, this was the. I might be wrong. Probably I'm wrong, but I thought this was the only kind of real shot on goal um, from Arsenal against City. But as Xhaka just uh, lumps it straight into the the loving arms of Ederson, that that was pretty much I could see. There was not not much coming from them, Bernard, was there? No. No, there were. I mean, there was nothing in the first half. Uh, you would expect them two 0 down. It's not, you know, as, as Ray said there, they've been they've been two 0 down before recently. Uh, so you'd expect some sort of attitude, some sort of fight back. They try um, a little bit, a bit more press. They tried to press yeah. a bit more at the beginning of the second half, but they just that's what I'm just that's what I was going to say. I'm just saying the first. I'll say we expect them after being two 0 down that they're going to make uh, a fist of it for the second half. You know, one nil, it was doable. At two nil, all right, it's a bit more comfortable for us. But Arteta gets them back in the gets them back in the dressing room. Look, guys, we've done this before. It's only two nil. We can come. Next goal is important, which it always is at two nil, whether you're winning or losing. It's vital sometimes who gets that next goal. 
and of course uh, they came out with a. Uh, I don't think they were they were rampaging forward. Uh, it's not Arsenal's way, is it? They play a very similar pattern to us at times. But uh, uh, as as Mike pointed out, they did have an early shot. But of course, uh, as I said, next goal counts. So they, you know, by the time they're trying to get back into it, we, we take it away from them again. Lovely little dad joke from a fan called uh, Peter O. Um, I'll, I'll let Ray comment on this. He tells enough bad jokes himself, so he should appreciate this one. This is Peter O, and he he says, "What I believe we are witnessing here is a change au degard at the top of the table." Oh, beautiful, um, beautiful. Actually, I was, what, <laughs> it just reminds me what I was um, last night. It was a uh, art gallery in London. I was working there, and the owner was a, a French guy. A lot of French people around. The, the French guy forgot he was talking. Actually, it's quite funny. He forgot he was speaking French. There, there is a joke there, but I'm not going to go, go down that that route. But um, there's a there's a lot there's a lot of witty stuff on social media last night. And I'm, in, in case I forget, I'll just say you know, they always talk about the empty had. This is basically from Presswich Blue, Colin Savage. They talk about the empty had, you know, and fans not there. And Colin basically said, "I'm going to paraphrase it and change it a little bit," but. That game kicked off with uh, 11 people missing uh, from the stadium. Yeah. You work it out. That's the Arsenal team. Because they weren't uh-huh. there. You know, they put, I think they, they, obviously they had a bit of a rocket or some sort of cajoling at our time. They tried a little bit better in the second half at the start. But City were just so good, so dominant um, that it was it within 10 minutes or something that we scored the third goal. Um, and that, it was that partnership again. Haaland... Uh, feeding KDB. Okay, here's my pop quiz, Mike, for you. This is just for Mike. How many times have Ireland and KDB combined this season? Uh, is it uh, seven times? No. No. Any advance on seven? Well, based on how many goals Ireland scored and KDB have scored, it's got to be a lot more than seven. I can say that. Am I right in saying that? Yeah, yeah maybe not. So, I mean, I, I, we've, got to, we've got to be up towards uh, 15 region, 20. I think it's 13. Oh, 13. 15, yeah, 13. 13, yeah. There's a, there's a video on, um, Sissy put a video out, it's over four minutes long of their um, combinations, one, you know, assisting the other. So that's well worth a watch to give you some good memories of the season. Yeah, actually, I think that, that the seven figure that I get stuck in my head is the number of assists that uh, Holland has made. Yeah. Not, not, not just, not, not only not only for uh, KDB, but I think um, I think two very representative minutes came up uh, next, uh, kind of like encapsulating uh, the game, Bernard. So the 53rd minute, Holland straight down the middle, clear down the middle, a fantastic save by Ramsdale with his feet. And then a minute later, obviously, it said the second goal from Kevin De Bruyne. Talk us through that a little bit. Yeah, the fifty the fifty third minute, he, you know, he he got through uh, from out from up the other end. It looked as though it was just about of him stroking it past Ramsdale. Ramsdale did what a good keeper would do; got his angles totally correct. And of course, Ireland sometimes doesn't doesn't hit him as sweetly as he perhaps aims to. He looks a bit bit of his big lummox came into that one, I think. And I don't think he perhaps he hit it as sweetly as he'd like. And obviously, Ramsdale got his angles right and, and got a, a block to it. I think Ray mentioned it before. That was that shot that, uh, yeah. of course, he, he was through on his own. He should have scored. But we didn't have to wait too long, did we? Because interesting thing. I mean, I think we, they lost it, didn't they? I think it was a feeble. I don't know who it was. The Arsenal played in midfield. It, it, was a, it was a pathetic. It was a pathetic pass. It was. It was. It was horrible. And Harlan just managed to to win it. Got hold of the ball from this dreadful work from the Arsenal player and steamed off down the middle. 
And of course, the old pair in there of De Bruyne and Haaland. And uh, De Bruyne gives him the option of passing down this channel. Uh, again, De Bruyne, as we do, and when you've got time to put these balls in the goal, I mean, they, they sort of open themselves up. Haaland's good at it. KDB's good at it. You've seen Gundogan do it, where they just open up to allow themselves to put that sort of side foot uh, and place it in the goal after. So, you know, it's not, they're not putting the laces through it. They're actually placing it in the goal. And that's exactly what he did. It went through a defender's legs. So Ramsdale might have been slightly unsighted. Ramsdale couldn't get to it. Uh, and it nestled in the corner. It was just another tremendous goal. 54 minutes, 3 uh, 0. The game's over. I don't think it went through his, the defender's legs. It yeah, I think it did. I've, I've looked it out. No, 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 I'm going to, I'm, I'm being very pedantic. Well, did he place it through? Place it through his yeah. legs. Oh yeah. Well, well, in I, the I, same I, way, in the same way, saying that double tap was deliberate. Yes, yeah. I would. I yeah, would no, agree. He, he definitely <laughs> placed it in. The, you know, we've got to give all the credit that's due because this guy is doing stuff that me and Maltus can only dream of. He is right now. KDB is one of the best players in the world right now. He's always been at a high world class level, but right now he's operating in in a different stratosphere. You know, and it's amazing how. We, you talked about Pep being the best man, manager in the world and how he can get a tune out of a Kanji at left back or Johnny Stones at right back or uh, whoever, or Rico Lewis at left back. But it's the fact that players who a few weeks ago looked tired, Pep's, Pep has called out Kyle Walker. He called him out. He said he's just not, he can't do what Johnny Stones can do. He can't play in, in inverted. He's not good enough. He hasn't got it up in it, up, up here. And um, he's called him out. He's called out, um, KDB, he dropped him. And look how these guys have responded. If these players were playing at someone like Chelsea or Spurs, they'd have just uh, down tools. But Pep Pep can call people out and he can get the, uh, the response that is required. These guys have come back. They've not shown any petulance or anything else. And they've come along um, and they're playing out of their skin. It's just phenomenal what Pep is achieving. I hope he stays for a few more years. Yeah, guys, the unfortunate player who was skillfully nutmegged there by uh, Kevin De Bruyne was Rob Holding. Now, we'll talk about him a little bit um, a little bit, little bit, bit later. But, uh, Bernard, um, run your rule over the performances of the two ex-City players that were uh, on show there, Gabriel Jesus and the other one, was uh, Zinchenko. Well, Jesus, I forgot who was playing, mate. I'm obviously in a, in a pretty pathetic first half from Arsenal as far as a, an attacking force. Uh, I, you know, I honestly didn't... I mean, I, I wasn't thinking, oh, I'm going to look out for Jesus, but uh, I did honestly forget he was playing. It, it, but again, up front, it was a pretty dismal performance overall. Only Not just them being dismal, the fact we were actually so dominant in defence as well. You know, we, Saka had his little goals and stuff like this, but uh, at least I saw Saka. I can't even remember seeing Jesus do anything uh, in that first half. And obviously he, he was taken off partway through the second half. I don't know how long he played, but no, not very good. And Zinchenko was Zinchenko, you know, uh, lively, uh, uh, a lot of verbal to his uh, teammates. Uh, occasionally doing something okay and occasionally do something uh, naff. Uh, and that was that was Zinchenko, totally committed. But again, um, I, I've not lost any sleep since he left. And it didn't, I didn't, didn't lose any sleep over him last night, did we? Yeah, the reason I, I mentioned him is just because um, uh, 57th minute, I think it was then, that, uh, that Arsenal got a little bit of goal mouth, goal mouth action. 
in, in, in the city area. He took a shot and it hit Poland on the top of the arm before uh, Rob Holding took a swipe and it went over. VIR looked at that, but not for too long, because I think Holland had both his hands, the way all sort of defensive players uh, do in that situation, had both his hands clutched behind his um, his back. And so it wasn't really much of a shot. But I mean, that that was kind of like really one of the very, very few hopes that Arsenal had that maybe VAR might might have given them that. That's coming on. That, we're, we're pretty much up to the the hour uh, mark uh, now, guys. And uh, the kind of two major incidents, uh, really, that, that sort of set the seal on this game didn't happen for another almost, what, 25 minutes or half an hour. So what happened, Ray, in, 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 in that period? In that intervening period, uh, Thomas Partey got away with a lot, didn't he? In that intervening yeah. period. And realistically, I'll, I'll talk about him. He should have been sent off. Uh, you know, he got a booking, was it after 70 minutes or something? He got a booking. I, should, I think it should have been much earlier. And uh, right towards the end of the game, he committed another foul that if he hadn't already been booked, he'd have got a booking for that. There's no question about mm-hmm. it. And Oliver looks at the players and you know gives them a stern look as if you know, like a... A dirty schoolmaster or something, but um, you know, he's, like Bernard said, he's 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 too full of his own self-importance. He's everybody look at me, he says, and you know, he's supposed to be one of our better referees, but they still make mistakes. You know, whether it's the referees, VAR, some sort of combination between the two, it, it's it's just n- never going to end. But he had a, I think, a poor game last night. Uh, you know, it's as if he was a, a United or Arsenal fan or even a Liverpool fan, the way he was uh, officiating that game. So, yeah, Thomas Partey, very, very lucky to, to stay on the pitch. Yeah, pretty presentable chance for Gundogan there, Bernard. Uh, <laughs> 64th minute. Now, slipped into space by Grealish, but you knew, you knew that it wasn't... Oh. Um, it wasn't going in because you, he was, was... Wasn't he almost leaning back before he... Oh, t- it was before he hit it. You know me, I criticise him for sometimes... Uh, deliberately placing him and, and too soft a shot and the goalkeepers get to him. <laughs> I have no idea what that was. I mean, uh, until we get the, the tear extended on that family stand, uh, I mean, that, that almost went over the roof. Uh, it, was, it was an awful, awful, I mean, the groaner went round after that. I mean, Gundo played <laughs> pretty well, but uh, yeah, it was shocking. <laughs> it was shocking. I mean, he certainly hit the second tier. I don't know. I say he tried to clear it. I think he was trying to waste a bit of time, actually. I think he was trying to kill the game. But if we got if we got the balls are just thrown on from other parts of the ground, he was he was trying to he was trying to win a bit of time. I think we'll we'll say that we'll say we'll be kind to him and say that's what he was trying to do. It was it was pretty awful. Two interesting substitutions about six seven minutes later. Um, so you had uh, and I think this. This was a kind of like almost a symbolic uh, change um, where Odegaard, who has been Arsenal's probably their best player or one of their best players this season, is substituted off for Emil Smithrow. And um, you could almost hear the cheers and celebrations of Ray from thousands of miles away, away when uh, Gundogan is replaced by uh, Morris. So... Um, yeah, there you go. What do you think about my, my cheers? My cheers would have been coming from London. No, Gundogan was applauded off. He had a good stint yesterday. Uh, obviously, this is how good City are at the moment. Is Riyad Mahrez scored a hat trick at the weekend in the FA Cup semi final? He can't start in this big game, you know. Uh, and City are very fortunate that we've got it's a very small, tight squad, top players. But as we said before, we've got 14, 15 wonderful players. And if any of them are picked, you would you'd be really happy. So, so I think from our squad, I think there's only two players that 
if they were picked, you'd think, mm. and that's Calvin Phillips and um, the left-back uh, Gomez. Everybody else, mm -hmm. Rico Lewis or uh, Ortega uh, Moreno in goal, you'd be, you'd be dead chuffed. Um, you know, maybe Cole Palmer as well falls in that list of um, uh, people that you might not be wanting to stab. Anybody else, any combination, I think you'd generally be very, very happy. Um, so we're very, very fortunate that, you know, off goes uh, Gundogan and on comes Riyad Mahrez, you know. I mean, if Arsenal defenders uh, and midfielders weren't tortured enough with Gundogan, Maris comes on to do a little bit more. Well, Arsenal's response burned was uh, to try the argy bargy. And this was Ben White again. Now, he comes flying in on Holland. Uh, I, I'm just um, looking at the, the Guardian's uh, description of this. And is really lucky because Holland was agile enough to avoid it. And then a few seconds later, he then clips Grealish's ankles. Um, him and Xhaka in particularly decided that they would try the physical approach didn't really work for them, did it, Bernard? No, I mean we've seen a bit. I think we know what Arsenal like. We know what Arteta's like. Uh, you know, I don't don't know what he was like on the touchline last night when they were three 0 down. But they lose it. They lose it. They lost. But you remember, you go back to the go back to the Emirates last New Year's Day last season uh, when they totally lost it. You know, they should have beat. They should have probably beat us that game. And they lost it. They lost their heads, and it's nothing's changed. Even though they've been top of the league and they've been commanding and winning lots of games, uh, it, it just comes through. They're just too naive. There's a lot a lot of youth in that side, but they've got a manager who gets irate and gets all het up, and it it sort of goes on to the pitch as well and that's what we see that's what we see from Arsenal from the par party but parties party should have been as Ray said there but uh, white should have been but party should I mean we had they had we had three players but they had one I don't know where the hell Oliver gets that from uh, we both committed in theory the same amount of fouls but you know there was plenty of Arsenal players on that pitch last night we were beginning to lose it certainly a couple of their guys and yeah I think it's it's transferred down from the manager um as far as Arteta is concerned, I don't want him anywhere near City in the future. I probably wouldn't have said that about uh, eight or nine months ago. But at this point in time, I don't want him anywhere near our club. He's not got the composure. He might, he might, he might get it as he gets older, but I doubt it. You know, grumpy old men are grumpy young men. So Arteta is going to be the same now. You know, in ten years' time, but. Uh, yeah, the lack of control, uh, and it and it cost them, and it cost them last season at times. It certainly cost them against us, and it's costing them this season now. When things are getting tough, they they need to knuckle down, and and they're not. They're losing it. Beginning to lose their heads uh, quite a bit because shortly after that, when you thought things would calm down, this time it's Thomas Partey and and uh, and Jack Grealish. I think Grealish started this one with a shoulder charge, and then. There's pushing and shoving and but, no, no, um, no. I think Grealish got booked. Party didn't. Yeah. Just Is that really. right? Just, both yeah, of them. Yeah, just Grealish. Uh, just Grealish got booked. Yeah, Grealish book. got booked. Right. Party didn't. Right. So, um, well, I suppose if you're a diehard Arsenal fan, you you might say, okay, well, they're they're showing some spirit. Uh, <laughs> um, but um, they they then um, shortly after made. Uh, another two changes. Well, two changes. This is, uh, as Ray mentioned earlier, uh, Gabriel Jesus uh, coming off and Saka, who was also fairly anonymous, came off too for the encouraging imports of uh, Rice Nelson and Eddie Inketia. And uh, I, as Jesus went off, he got he actually got a quite a good um, round of applause from uh, City fans, probably because of his lack of contribution as much as anything else but the, we're into I didn't see it but apparently he didn't acknowledge it did he but I didn't see it he was up the other end but uh, he didn't acknowledge it anyway 
Uh huh. Okay. Well, they got one back, Ray, and this is your man. Uh, the previously um, not made uh, Rob Holding. Rob Holding took a lot of criticism. He's been taking a lot of criti- criticism from Arsenal fans who would turn around and say, well, if Saliba was there, Saliba's world-class, he's brilliant, he's the best defender in the league, and blah, 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 blah. Well, I, I've got news for you guys. John Stones is the best uh, defender in the league and by a country mile. Um, but So Ars- Arsenal, yeah, whinging about the players that weren't there. Uh, and, and criticizing Rob Holding, so they've had a, they've picked on him. They've not picked on other people like Party or others who've made mistakes. And for whatever reason, Rob Holding is the, is a current scapegoat. But he finished with a plum. You know, the ball was laid off to him in inside the box, and he just slapped it home. Uh, Edison, no chance. Uh, you know, I'm not going to blame him for that. And uh, Arsenal were were three one down with about four minutes to go, and you know. <clears throat> <laughs> All Arsenal fans were dreaming at this point. Yes, we're going to come back. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that was just so badly. Uh, their, their dream was destroyed, uh, smashed to pieces by Mr. Haaland. Yes, uh, that's uh, that's what uh, what happened. Um, at that point, Arsenal had uh, four minutes to go. They ended up with five minutes of um, extra time. So nine minutes to do something about it. But unfortunately, uh, Arsenal couldn't hold on to that, that sort of um, uh, momentum. Uh, no pun intended. But Phil Foden did come on and he was uh, in the news at the very end. What was it? 90 minutes plus four that City got the fourth? Is that about right, uh, Bernard? Yeah, spot on, mate. Uh, obviously, you've looked at the Guardian there. That's what it says on their thing, 90 plus four. So they, <laughs> I'm going with say that. Nine, they say 90 <laughs> plus five. <laughs> All right, I've got 90 plus four here that was uh, pasted from somewhere. Uh, yeah, so, uh, <laughs> so yeah, I must admit, when plus five came up, I said, my, my lad was poorly yesterday, so my, his cousin came to the game with me, and I said, uh, this is going to be eight or nine minutes extra t- our set of time here, but I forgot we weren't at the Emirates, so uh, obviously it only came up as plus five, so that was fine, because as, as an old City fan at 3-1, I was a little bit, I wasn't as confident as Ray, I must admit, I was I was fluttering just a little bit, but I'm old school, guys. You've got to forgive me for that. Yes, that you're old. That you're old. But, but as it ticked over the time, Arsenal didn't look as though they were going to do anything, and we were, looked as though we start, got control of it again. And yeah, Mara's dispossessed Zinchenko, I think, does it, on the halfway line. Uh, he couldn't find Ireland. Oh, that's it, nine. That was it, yeah, because he should have found Ireland and he, he couldn't, could he? So yeah. a minute later, that's when the goal came, yeah, because Ireland took his airband out on 94 yeah. minutes once uh, once uh, uh, Mares couldn't find him. I thought that was disappointing. And it was just another long ball forward and, and Foden, superb, superb control, got a little bit of luck with the layoff because it took a deflection, didn't it, to, to Haaland. He yeah. looked looked like a fantastic pass from where we were. Uh, and he, he just passed it. He just passed into the bottom left corner. I think Ray intimated early on. I thought he should have done better Ramsdale. He got a good hand to it. I thought he should have uh, saved it. I mean, I was surprised he went in the net. I thought, I thought up the, you know, from where our view, he looked as though Ramsdale was going to save it and put it round the post or stop it. And he ended up in the net. I was surprised as everyone else, but that was uh, much better, much better 4-1 than 3-1. So kept the three-goal margin, a goal difference of plus 13 now over Arsenal. So if it does come to that, which I don't think it will, um, we've got that in the bag as well now. All right, guys, nearly done. One final piece of drama. Um, and uh, uh, you may or may not have seen the replays of this. So they're they're heading off the pitch, handshakes and uh, hugs all around until Ben White 
comes across and says something to um, to Phil Foden. Um, and then it all kicks off uh, for quite a while. It just shows you what this guy is is like. I wonder what he said to him. Any guesses? Because it was only a very short sentence. I mean, he, said, well he, done, said? he said, well done, Phil. All the best. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. You're having a laugh. <laughs> Yeah, he wouldn't say much, would he? I mean, there's no need for it, was there? It was pathetic. I mean, the game's over. It was over at 3 0. It was, it was over physically after 95 minutes. Uh, obviously, once he lined up, he didn't, Oliver didn't waste much time. He let them play on about 10 seconds, and he blew his whistle. It was It's just Arsenal. It's just there's no need for it. There's no need for it to happen. Lack of control from Arteta down, and it's as simple as that. Uh, bad losers. Uh, they got stuffed on the night. They got Pepper schooled Arteta, and that was all there was to it. But they can't accept that. The like the fans, uh, they believe the the the, the arrogance of them. You know, yeah. believe there's something something wrong. So they had to have a go rather than just shake hands, walk off, and say well done. They had to have the, try and have the last word. There you are, guys. That made it seven successive league wins for City. Twenty-one points from twenty-one. Uh, well, that's they last, it. well, against Southampton, I said they, uh, they've bottled it. I've been saying it all along. They've fallen off a cliff now. Actually, if you go back a few years to about 2012, City went through something similar. And Mancini kept saying, well, no, we can't win it, we can't win it, we can't win it. And when he, we were obviously eight points behind with six games to go and we came back and won it. And obviously that re- required United to lose and draw or whatever and, and for us to keep winning. Well, maybe the pressure's off them now, you know, because they're out. Look, everybody said they're out of it. They're two points ahead. We've got two games in hand. If we draw those two games, we go ahead on goal difference, we're plus 13. I think, I think we're 13 better off than they are. If we win, you know, and draw one, then again, we're going to be better off by miles. So, um, you know, we've only lost four games this season, same as Arsenal. Uh, and, uh, I, you know, that goal difference is going to make, if it comes down to it, which I don't think it will, uh, that the all-important all difference. Bernard Pep is so funny because, um, as I mentioned earlier, you know, billing this game as the Premier League final. Then after the game, he starts talking about Fulham. And he says, uh, obviously, the next three games are really important. Fulham on Sunday. And Marco Silva, what Marco Silva has done is unbelievable. He's, he's, he's almost cartoonish with his comments, isn't he? I think he has to be made, doesn't he? He has to sort of keep hopes uh, as low as we possibly can. And Silva has done a good job. He's not done a remarkable job. He's done a good job at Fulham. And Fulham, you don't quite know what to expect uh, from Fulham, uh, in fairness. Of course, with this City squad, as Ray said earlier, we, we can beat everyone. We can beat everyone. So I'm not going to say we're going to measure that sort of um, energy that we used against Arsenal, but that's what we need to uh, to, to match every game now, uh, you know, up to June the 10th, hopefully. And if we can match that sort of energy for these remaining games, then, yeah, we, the world is our lobster, as they say. It's, it, it, it's on, but Pep's got to keep things calm uh, one game at a time it's just the old adage isn't it and that's all we can do uh, after this uh, if you think of when we beat them at the Emirates and then we went to Bloody Forest and drew 1-1 that you know we, we're a different team hopefully now to what we were then but we can't afford that we just need to go to Fulham and, and, and spank them well we've got um, Fulham away on Sunday and then two home games uh, before we start against uh, Real Madrid or go to Real Madrid so at home to West Ham and at home to Leeds 
Um, what do you think of the, our prospects in 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 those three games, Fulham, West Ham, and Leeds? Yeah, I mean it's got to be it's got to be nine points. And if, you know what Ray was saying, we could afford to draw a couple, lose one, and draw, etc. But we've got to we've got two away games to finish the season off. We've got we've got to kill this we've got to kill yeah. this league now. Arsenal have got uh, Chelsea at home. Let's hope uh, they'll get the first. You know, Mr Lampard will actually do something for once. And they've got Newcastle away. I mean, you know, all right, even they get three out of six points, say they say, all right, they'll say they beat Chelsea, but they lose to Newcastle. Uh, you know, we get nine points. You know, it, it, we're on the downward slope and that's what we've got to do. We've got to, you know, we've got three games now. Very, very winner. We're the best team in the league, the best team in Europe, best team in the world, Ray says. So we, we've got to win these next three. That's uh, that's us on uh, just over 50 minutes. I think that'll do. Uh, final uh, final thoughts for from Ray before we... Well, look, we roll on. As Bernard said, you know, we've got to put this to bed now. You know, we're in fantastic form. I don't want us to let up. I don't want us to, you know, it's one thing being Arsenal. If you, if you don't win your next game, then... You know, you ask yourself, what's the point? So we've got to go out and um, and put this task to bed because I want to get when we get to the Champions League against Real Madrid. We've people are talking about the Everton game and bigging it up as is a crucial game, uh, in, you know, and and where we so many games in so few days uh, is going to be a problem for us, and we're going to rest players for Everton because uh, against Everton because we've got to keep them for uh, Real Madrid. But I want to be in the position where we can. But as I said earlier, we were in such a wonderful position. We've got six defenders that you don't mind whose picks. We've got, you know, you've got to remember Ford and, and Mares haven't been uh, playing recently. So you've got two players you can go in. And as I said, you've got Rico Lewis and uh, and everybody. So I, I, um, I just think we're in a very fortunate position that we can rest players. And I think that is the game. That's why I want us to be almost, uh, you know, have one and a half hands on the on the league title by the time we get to play Everton, because if anything goes amiss. Having said that, Sean Dyche has won one out of his last, was it seven games uh, at Everton? He won two out of the first three, now one out of seven. Um, you know, it, it just shows you how good a manager he really is. Let's uh, let's give Bernard the final word. Uh, Bernard, will you be heading down to London for that game against Fulham on um, on Sunday? No, not not got a ticket for that one, mate. I'll be, I'll be I think I'll be struggling now for the next uh, three or four away games because there's not big allocations and I just don't have the points. And and the guy who I get tickets off, he's going to go to them all. He's going to go to so I'm going to struggle. But uh, uh, I'll be watching it here joyfully. And of course, I just want to just mention before we go, the fans. Uh, Adrian Durham was saying yes uh, on Twitter, social media today. He said it wasn't just the city players. And the team on that pitch that that drained the the Arsenal team and made them look feeble. It was the it was the fans got to him as well. It was you know we've talked about the empty ad before. Ray mentioned it. We don't get a lot of positivity about City fans, uh, but I think he's quite right. Uh, last night we were superb, and, and I think the fans need you know need some congratulations for for helping helping being City's twelfth man as they call it because uh, we do get a lot of crap, but. I think Adrian Durham's well. I don't think he's got any pro city thoughts. Uh, it was quite correct. It's not just it wasn't just the team that beat them. It was the fans as well. And uh, let's hope it continues. Fantastic. That's a great point to finish off with you guys. We'll be with you uh, on the bolt from the blue podcast after the Fulham game. So until then, let's finish off in the normal way by saying, "Have one on us and up the Blues." Up the Blues. <laughs>